0: Hello and welcome back to the Trippin' Yodis podcast, your favorite fan-made podcast. It's legally Yodis, by the way. Thank you very much, Grandy. I heard that scoff. Anyways, Merry Christmas to all. Happy Holidays to all. Hope you all are getting ready to see your families and all that good stuff today. We're going to do a somewhat Christmas-themed episode with uh, me and the boys. But So before we get into that, boys, how are we doing? doing pretty good beginning to regret
1: having the one person out there that agrees with you on the pod though, because it's given you a lot of sense of superiority with something that you were proven dead
0: wrong with. I don't it's- recall being proven dead wrong, to be honest, but go on. Seriously. Anyway,
1: how about you boys?
0: Oh man, I'm doing good.
2: Just, uh, getting ready for Christmas. Obviously got all the Christmas shopping done uh spending time with the kiddos um uh, daughters are in town for the holidays so that's always good times so i'll be busy for the next week week and a half uh up until new year's and stuff like that so um definitely looking forward to it but how about you hanks how you doing bud
3: doing good um
4: a champion one uh the other night if anybody's ever seen my twitter or stumbled upon it i'm sorry in advance if you have um Won a championship the other night, first ever time. I've won a championship in beer league hockey. That was pretty cool. I'll have the uh, trophy back with me tomorrow, and they might have to come hunt me down to find it again because I might not let them ever have it again. But uh, I'm, other than that, I'm good. Just, you know, carrying on with life, just kind of keep chugging along with everything that's going on and kind of just uh, everything kind of looking like it's going to shut down again. But uh, I'm doing well, and I'm happy back talking hockey with you all again.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. We were champion. I did uh, put that down and tell us that story. So we'll get the details here in just a bit. I'm going to cover something real quick, kind of gloss over some uh, really big news that broke, I believe, kind of late last night slash this morning. Uh, the NHL is going to take a bit of a pause um, due to the current pandemic and its situation. Uh, I know there's a lot of controversies here and there about that. So we're just going to kind of gloss over it, give it some story. Um, so basically, they're just going to you know take a small break. Christmas resume the 26th, I believe. Uh, they can travel again in the 27th with off games again, something like that. So, again, I just wanted to gloss over that real quick. But we do have a bit of a, uh, should I say, well, just unfortunate news. Um, you know, Matt shot. I'm sure as many of you have already heard, he did pass away earlier this week. And uh, it's very, um, very emotional for, for uh, Arizona hockey fans and those uh, involves all that. So boys want to get your quick shots, a little bit of a thing for Matt shot here before we kind of get into the rest of the episode, whoever wants to uh, kind of give their thoughts first.
1: So, yeah, I played, I played youth level hockey and I played all of that in Arizona and I only met Matt shot once, but the fact that I was in Northern Arizona, and met him in Northern Arizona when he's from Phoenix shows you the effect this guy had. He was, uh, he was absolutely instrumental for the growth of Arizona hockey, especially youth and especially youth girls. I mean, the Kachinas essentially exist because of him. This man was an absolute titan of the community. And if you are to ask me, he is up on the Arizona hockey Mount Rushmore with Shane Doan, Craig Morgan. I don't even think it matters who the fourth person is right now. He, Austin Matthews, probably. But
0: Lindsay Perry, maybe,
1: maybe Or Layton, oh, yeah, Layton. Uh, but his impact on the state on the sport was immense. This is a loss that we're all going to feel. Um, there's, People in our group chat that knew him on a far more personal basis, and you could just, you could feel the pain coming through the messages from that. It's he was truly an incredible man, and he, like I said, the fact that I t- I met him once and that I played two hours away from where he normally would be shows you the impact. It, it touched me this much shows you the impact he had on the sport in that state. He will be missed, and the impact and legacy he built will live on. And we have to, all of us have to do our part to make sure of that. Um, But that's really all I want to say on it. Um, R.I.P. Matt Shot.
2: Wow, I Just want to first off say that was extremely well said, and well put uh, very very touching tribute there um i unfortunately i mean I'm, I'm from the valley i never got to meet him um so i i don't have any first hand experience w- with him but I, you know i've heard um all the stories and everything like that I, I i've seen what he was able to do um in his time here um it was cut way too freaking short um you just i mean you you just hate to see see this happen um to anybody really but um you know i mean be it being um you know i i think what makes it even more difficult right now is that um uh, you know we, we just had the the hockey fights cancer night and man he looks he looks good man like it, it's just so crazy how fast this whole thing can turn and um you know it's just it's so sad um man okay, so i guess i I'm even getting choked up, man. You know, I don't have a relationship with him. Never met him on a personal level. Never talked to him or anything like that. Um, but you know, I, I know he's been instrumental for my favorite sport, my favorite team, and you know, um, out, out of any sport. So it's it's just, oh, man, it's it's tragic. Um, but I mean, that's that's my thoughts on it. Um, Haynes, Tyler, I don't know which one of you wants wants to go next and touch on that, but years uh, boys.
0: I'll finish off, James, if you want to go ahead, buddy.
4: Yeah, um, I I didn't get to meet Matt Schott in my time. Not being from Arizona, that was one of the biggest things there. But, um, you know, it's tough to lose anybody. And to lose a guy like Matt Schott, who I heard nothing but so many great things about and what he did in his short time in Arizona and with the Kachinas and just youth hockey as a whole in Arizona, I mean, it's completely devastating. A guy like that should – I mean – you shouldn't be able to, you shouldn't lose guys like that. Guys are such big inspirations and role models to people. And to know that he's no longer with us is, is so truly heartbreaking. It's something that you always, you know, you think about of the possibility of like, you no, know, like one day losing like, uh, like a family member or something, but it's not something you ever prepare for. And, you know, like Chase was saying, you know, just last year, I mean, or we just, you know, he was just hockey fights cancer. He looked so great. He was there. And, you know, we had just come off from last year with Leighton Accardo, you know, her passing away after Hockey Fights Cancer, and it was just seeing how they round, uh, kind of rallied behind her and then to see Matt shot get, you know, the recognition he deserved and then to see him pass away just recently with his fight, you know, I just, it, it's heartbreaking. You know, it's never something you want to ever have to talk about. It's, it's truly devastating, and, you know, I wish, I'm praying for him and his family and all of his friends and everybody and, you know, we love him, and we just want him to remember everything. I just want everybody to remember how great of a person he was and everything he did for Arizona and hockey as a whole down there.
0: Well said, boys, uh, every single one of you. Um, cancer, as I've said in the pod before, very, very um, close to my heart uh, subject. I lost a girlfriend of cancer when I was uh, 19, uh, several years ago, so it always just uh, – really hits me when I hear things like this. The Hockey Fights, Cancer Nights, one of the things that I always just uh, absolutely love, especially our organization that just absolutely just knocks it out of the park every single time, uh, especially these last two years. But uh, it's just amazing to see the tribute and his legacy truly will live on. He's uh, as alive in our hearts as he was in life, and uh, I look forward to seeing those who remember him go on and become future Toronto players and they get drafted. So, All right, with that out of the way, boys, let's talk Clayton Keller. He's having quite a year, uh, finally. I know Grandy and everybody, I'm one of the newer ones in the trenches, but you know the Team Keller guys are finally starting to see their uh, dividends come out. I just want to get your boys' thoughts on that as well. Uh, Grandy, if you don't mind leading the charge again, sir.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: Honestly, right now, the way he's looking, it almost feels like I bought in early on a stock. Because I've been watching... Everybody trashed him all the last two years. But even up to this year, there's even people still out there trashing him where he can do no wrong or do no right. I just, he's been incredible. Now, obviously, he needs to maintain it, continue it through his full season. But we've also seen, I think Craig Morgan actually put it best when he talked about how... We've seen him go through a slump before, and that just absolutely kill his season going forward. This year, he hit a slump and then immediately breaks out of it with five points in two games. Like, What more can you ask for on this team? I've talked about at great length—we've all talked about at great length how much— the points aren't going to be there for a lot of these guys this year. You're not going to see high point totals. You're going to have to look at other measurements to see how they were doing. And Heller and Ghost Despair, both are kind of, in Kessel, are all kind of proving that wrong. They're all putting up points still. It would be really nice to get some other people going aside from them. Uh, Kraus has his moments. But Oh, man, I just, Keller's year has just been so good. And you see it. Every shift he takes, it's more confident. You see him doing stuff defensively, and on the four check, he's never done before. I'm just, oh, I am so happy. I am so excited. This has been absolutely thrilling. Um, yeah, I need to leave some stuff for you guys to say, though. So <laughs> I really time. <laughs> because I really could gushing about Clayton Keller. So, uh, boys. What no
2: problem. Th- um, I mean, I pretty much echo every, every sentiment that you said. Um, do just kind of want to touch on as far as um, the, the forechecking, man. Like, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, there, there was times last year uh, where you kind of noticed his, his defensive effort kind of picking up a little bit. And just kind of seems that he's kind of, you know, getting well rounded and, and starting to do a little bit of everything. Um, for checking, playing defense, obviously putting up some points and stuff like that. I feel like he's taking huge strides. Um and yeah, man, I mean I mean I remember us, oh dude, man, at nauseum discussing the contract, dude. Um, you know, kind of being like, Okay, so yeah, I mean this is a this is an early risk. Um, early overpayments um that you know we 're going to hopefully be able to cash in on in the later part of the contract where it 's going to be you know a steal for us um and you 're kind of seeing him take steps to making that uh that that vision come to fruition um he 's obviously not all completely there, but he has made huge strides in my book um i 've always enjoyed watching him play because i mean he 's slick man um it pulls off amazing things at times. And, um, you know, the, the knock on him was always the consistency thing, like you said, and kind of disappear and disappear for long stretches at a time. Um, but like you said, I mean, he did go through a little bit of a, a rough patch and then just snapped right back out of it, put up a bucket load of points over a couple games. And, uh, you know, I, I, I couldn't be happier with, uh, with his trajectory. Um, you know, that's definitely one of the, the building blocks and, um, you know, let's hope he he keeps turning this on. Comes even more well rounded, and uh makes that makes us um right on that that contract ended up being a steal by the end of it when he's in his when he's in his prime. Um, but that's all I've got to say about it. How about you boys?
4: Yeah, um, I can go here. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I I'll stay on the same hill as Granny. Granny knows that. Y'all know that. I'll stay on the same hill and and doubt for. Claim Keller any day of the week. I I think uh, I've said it since day one, since he was drafted, and I'll restate it here again. I think this kid is everything that um, he's made of. I think that he was given an early contract too early, and a lot of people, you know, judged him off that. And, you know, that happens a lot in your careers. Guys get contracts that maybe they don't deserve the time, and, you know, they don't stand up right away and live up to my way, and and people are quick to close the door on them. And I think that was um, one of Keller's biggest flaws here was – such a big contract so early and people you know want to shut the book so quickly on him and I, I think he's steadily increased over time this year I think he's really proving that the contract that he received at the time was totally deserved at the time I think he's played absolutely phenomenal I think you're looking at a guy who I mean he just he does everything right this season that the team needs him he's you know he's making smart moves in the place he's bat checking incredibly well I mean he's just everything you could ask for him this season, he's gone out and he's gone above and beyond on what the teams need this year. And, you know, that's that's something that stands up to the coaches and stands out. And I think he's really benefited from that new coaching change. I think, you know, playing behind a new coach, you know, a new system, I think has really kind of, um, you know, it's, re- it's really helped him out. I mean, you, any guy like that, you get a chance to, you know, play out on a line like that and you really get your shot to play. I mean, He's, he's getting a shot. He's not doing what he did with talking for. He's not playing all these fourth line minutes and, you know, barely sniffing ice time. Some nights he's, he's getting his limb, gym shot. He's out there and he's proving every night that he's the real deal. I mean, he's proving that he deserves the ice time that he's getting and, you know, and he's making every minute of it. He's making every, every penny worth of it. I mean, he's, he's out there doing everything you need. We saw the great goal he had the other night. And I mean, he's just building on it i mean he just he does it consistently he hasn't slowed down he continues to amaze every night when the team needs him and you know it's a good sign and you know honestly we here Kai fans hope that you know anna keller fan i keeps it up i mean if he keeps like he's playing now i mean that contract's every worth every penny of it
1: one thing I if i may that. jump in real quick just to add something yeah. too Because everyone brings up his contract when they talk about him. His contract, his contract, his contract. How much better would this contract be if we never entered a flat cap era? We've had two straight years of no cap increases. It's only going up a million next year. And depending on what happens with the rest of the season, you could be looking at 2024 and beyond. Because right now the first cap increase we're scheduled for is 2024. That's not Keller's fault. That's not even Chika's fault. No. This this contract would already look so much better if we never had a flat cap era. It's that simple. I mean, if we hadn't entered this, he's making the right amount of money. And that's exactly what Chayka saw going ahead of time. Chika had his share of mistakes. And you can chalk this up to one if you want, but at the end of the day... It's so tough to call it that when nobody predicted COVID. I mean, nobody did. It's just, yeah. I I just wanted to add that. Sorry, Tyler. Didn't mean to cut you off.
0: Um, oh, no, you're fine.
1: I think it's an important part of the discourse when we're talking about his contract that never gets brought up. So
0: uh, I, I was going to bring up. So uh, actually, my thoughts are wrapped up, boys. I'm I'm ready for the next.
3: Oh. <laughs> I am
0: so sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're fine. No worries, buddy. No worries. Um, but I will bring up that uh, the state of refereeing. I don't know some people want to talk about the past, like, what, two weeks? Um, I mean, I think NHL refs are a bit infamous for being stupid. I had to bite my tongue on that one. Um, but I wanted to quickly, starting with you, Haynes, because this is uh, actually a topic you came up with. Um, what do you think of the states of, of reffing, of the referees here in the NHL, the zebras?
4: I, it, it's it's a hard area to talk about, you know. I think that there's blame on both sides here. I think, one, it's hard to be a referee now in the NHL, especially when every year they're hiring new guys, guys coming from overseas, guys coming from different leagues, because they're always changing the rule book, it seems like. Every year it seems like they have something new that's being implemented into what's already in the system, and it's something new they have to learn. And, you know, me especially watching games I feel like it's kind of gotten to the point now where every night you're seeing play calls being called differently in each game Penalties being called differently in each game because refs at this point are really kind of just calling what they see it's not going off a rule anymore refs are kind of just going off what they determine in the moment is a penalty and and it, it sucks because you know that's not how it should go you know there should be a, a set rule system on how ponies are being called and that's not how it is. I mean, it literally, as sad as that is to say that, and I don't want to sit around and say the NHL has just gone soft with rule calling and all that. But I mean, it is. I mean, I watch games and I see penalties get called, and it's just, and you kind of sit there, and I kind of just had to sit there and scratch my head and just wonder, and sit there and just think about like, how is that a penalty? What you know, what did he do wrong here? And you know, it's it's generally a confused – it generally confuses me because I don't kind of know where. The direction is anymore now. I think it's kind of, I think there's a rule book set, but th- it's kind of lenient on how you can go about calling for it. And I think as they add more rules, you know, to protect safety of players and all that, I think the more they add in to help players, the more it's going to hurt the league in terms of guys are going to know less and less of what they can do and what they can't do in the ice and what's going to be called and what's not going to be called. So I think it really, at the end of the day, in the long run, is really going to c- probably come back to hurt the league, but you we know, we also we don't know what what's going to be like if I may jump in.
1: Um, yeah, go ahead. One thing I think we need to do, we're talking about player safety and how that's making it more difficult and it's needless to do so. You can't judge intent on a hit. Why are we trying to judge intent? Um call a headshot a headshot. Make it like the European league where a hit to the head is a penalty. Yep. Um just find ways to simplify it like that. You can have player safety and still have and still have not as many calls, but if you watch one of my issues one of my biggest issues with refing and I've made this well known is replays. Replays, you know what you're looking for, you know what the rule book is. Rules really haven't changed on these items. But can any of you three accurately predict 100% of the time when a replay challenge is going to be called for goaltender interference or not? Nope. I'm like, oh, for the last 20 on them. When I, I, I can't this- even
4: give you an example of what, real fast, I can't even give you an example of what goal interference is anymore. I mean, quick example Coyotes Red Wings a couple weeks ago. We know Clayton Keller scores the game. they are going overtime there. They reviewed for goal interference. Don't call it. Didn't think he's time. Rewatched it. Clearly goal interference at the time on Phil Kessel. Clearly could not have been any more blatant. Clipped Nadel, uh, Nadelkovic's stick there. Pulled him out of the crease there. and It wasn't called. And, and you know, that's right there is just one of those situations that you're talking about. And, you know, it, I, I, you really don't know what's going interference. And I generally think at times refs don't know what's going interference anymore.
1: No, and that's. That's not a rule that's changed in the last five years. This is something that they should know. Yeah. Just call a spade a spade. Don't judge intent. Phil Kessel bumped the goalie. It would have sucked for the Coyotes. But at the end of the day, it's the right call. Yeah. Um, That's what frustrates me is when I'm watching stuff like this. Like, it it, is so hard. This is a fast. A very fast game, one of the fastest out there. Why are we trying to make this more difficult? It's like, it's like in baseball, pitchers are throwing faster and faster every year. Why do we keep having the, the a human eye back there to call strikes and balls when it's been proven a robot can do it far more effectively? Yeah, um, it's just simplify the game simplify these areas don't leave so much up to what the intent of the play was don't leave so much up to i mean another good example is the two minute high sticking call you could have a horrible horrible high sticking call but it draws no blood so two minutes then you could have a very minor clip to the face drew blood That's a four minutes why I there's there's so much that just and that that's actually i guess i really shouldn't bring that up because to take that out is not is taking away one of the simpler calls to make but at the same Ah. time just it shouldn't be as bad as it's been and it's getting worse yeah I, uh, we we can debate it all we want we don't know the answers there's a reason we're not out there as the ice as refs um probably for the best but <laughs> figure out what goalie interference is figure out what offsides is and yeah. get back to me <laughs> i, <mean, laughs> I want to know what these are cuz i feel like i can't get them right on replay
3: and yeah. it's re- uh, what about what about the uh, you boys? What do you think?
0: I think they've had some, to say the least, some pretty uh, big blown calls on just league wide. I mean, not just against us. I mean, even some of the players they do things, some of the reviews they have, some of these <laughs> bans they give. It's just it's been so inconsistent. I hope that they. Uh, it's human error. I know there's humans behind you know those stripes, and we we kind of dehumanize them sometimes as fans and myself included in that. I've definitely said some mean things to Zebras when I go to games, so that's for sure. Um, I don't apologize, though. But that being <laughs> said, um, I just – yeah, I, I mean, you guys both said it so well put. I mean, you guys really knocked the one out of the park for me. I mean, I think there just has to be some kind of way to figure this out. I mean, I've been playing hockey what, over 100 years now. I mean, the NHL has been around that long. So, I mean, got to figure it out somehow. But uh, Chase –
2: yeah, boys. I mean, honestly, I I really don't have anything to add. You guys um, nailed everything, both you and uh, Haynes Grandy. So, um, I I mean, the only the only thing that I will say is that this doesn't seem to be exclusive to the NHL. I mean, it is happening in every sport. It's just I I just I, I don't understand why. We can't have, you know, full-time officials all the time, man. Like, I mean, it's just, it, it's the same across the board. It, it gets so frustrating. Um, you know, it's, it's. I mean, even to take it one step further, I mean, you know, sports gambling is, is getting, you know, legalized more and more places all the time. And I, I've lost a few things on crazy freaking penalty calls, man. And it's just, it, it gets to the point or blown calls Um, and it's, it, I mean, that just adds a whole nother level of frustration for me, but, um, you know, I mean, it's it's obviously not working. I I understand 100% that it is not an easy job. I mean, obviously this game moves insanely, insanely fast and it's not slowing down anytime soon. In fact, it's going to get faster and faster and faster and faster. So, I mean, I honestly don't even know what recommendations to make at this point. Um, but, uh, you know, other than, you know, I, I agree with everything you guys said and, um, but yeah, that's, that's all I got on that one.
1: Real quick. I want to bring up case. You just made a fantastic point there. Gambling is becoming more and more and you're going to see more and more states legalize it here in the near future. It's going to become more and more of a thing. And, Having this many errors when that much money is going to be involved, mm-hmm. you're going to start getting yourself in some real big trouble. But I just wanted to say that was a great point the gambling side. I completely
0: spaced that when we were talking. Yeah, too. that's a good point. I never thought of that either. Yeah. That's good stuff. But all right, Haynes, let's talk about that championship, man. You said your first time, and what happened? Give us the skinny on that.
4: I mean, I, I've I i i I've been playing mentally probably. I think this year was like fourth or fifth year playing. First time playing hockey in a league in two years. COVID, being at school, had to know how to do it. Working with the South Carolina Stingers at the ECHL my last year of college. Didn't really get time to go and play hockey this year. So it was my first time getting back and playing for a team that I have spent pretty much the entirety of my Men's League, Beer League career playing with. So I know all the guys. First time coming back playing them in two years. And I'd never have gone and won a playoff game yet in beer league, never won a championship. Last time I won one was in high school hockey and uh, just, you know, not the biggest expectation. I wasn't expecting to win this all this year, but I knew we had a good team and we dominated more than I expected. We were going to this year, one defeat in the league and rolled up into a first round, by in the playoffs, going to the championship. And, you know, we get a first, we win that first game, in the playoffs five to one to the team. I really thought was going to give us the biggest run of our money. And, we roll into the championship game against the best team in the league, and then we shut them out. And our, not, we roll into the championship game against the worst team in the league, actually. And um, they actually gave us a run for our money a couple weeks prior, so we didn't really want to go in too cocky against these guys. And you know, I I give them a uh, heck of a lot of credit here. They really uh, they really came to play. I mean, they really gave us everything they had in it. I mean, the score and the shot totals probably wouldn't tell you that, but I mean, these guys. I mean, these guys played their butt off, and I have to give credit to them. I mean, they they played a heck of a game and all that, and it was fun. And to finally win one at the end of this, after so long wanting to finally win one of these games, I finally did it, and it was fun. I want to do it again next year or this upcoming season again. I don't know if they're going to allow us to come back based off of how good we were this year, but it it was nice. It was fun to be able to do that and to – have that as my first game back and like first full season being back and all that and getting to play again for it to end like that and to win it and finally win one. It was, it was, it was a dream come surreal moment for me. I probably took it a little bit more happier than anybody else. If anybody's ever seen my Instagram post or anything, I'll have to share it on Twitter. I, I was a little bit more excited than anybody else was. I mean, I felt like I had a right, I, I was pretty excited. I felt like I had the right to be a little, a little happy about it at the end of the day, but um. Yeah, it it was fun, and I'm I'm happy to have be able to cross off my bucket list. It's it's something that I'm gonna I'm gonna look back. And I'm gonna be smiling about three years to come. So it was it was fun. Happy to do it. Looking forward to having the trophy tomorrow, and trying to see if anybody can ever find me again afterwards because I might not have a return it that. But uh, it was fun, and I I want to do it again next year. So hopefully we can run back next season and do it again.
0: Congratulations. Definitely sound like a. Uh hockey player response that's for sure um <laughs> but uh, good for you man happy for you. hope you get to return next year thank yeah. you
2: congrats hands run that thank f- you i almost <laughs> guess word but run that back next year
0: <laughs> thank you
1: now you can
4: finally join me in the championship club oh wait i know i've been i've been waiting forever <laughs> i've honestly been on the bucket list is is getting out there with you with you grandy and uh, I, I I just wanted to win one. I couldn't let my dad, who hasn't played hockey in like the last like five six years, I can't let him be the only one in our family that has leverage over us with a D league championship. So with a men's <laughs> league championship, so I, I I had to get one and, and tie him up down the ranking. So so me and the old man are square one there. So I, I'm gonna have to really kick kick it into high gear next year and and try to take that lead over him. Real, Real
1: quick, quick. Hey, I've champ, never actually won so one.
4: I do. I do need to clarify. I've
1: never actually won one. But as me and Haynes were talking before the pod, every beer league hockey player that's ever played has won a championship in their own mind. Yep.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man, that's fantastic!
4: I almost thanked myself in that championship game. Bought a bought a t shirt. Um, bring hockey back that I begged them to bring back. Shout out to bring uh, bring hockey back. I think this shirt was last on sale.
3: No joke. I think in 2014. Thankfully, I didn't go back on my – I didn't you know, kind of bat me, bite me in the butt. But, uh, I'll have, have to break that out at some point on uh, Hours and Growlers.
4: already been in talks with it. So I, it'll have to make an appearance on Hours and Growlers at some point.
0: Well, for sure, a good Christmas gift to yourself. And speaking of Christmas gifts, boys, since it is our Christmas slash New Year's end of the year finale, uh, what would be – a favorite, coyotes or hockey-related uh, gift you've received and/or given. I can go first if you guys want. If you want me to start off? If you guys want to get some more time to think about your to, your um gifts?
2: I'm ready, but go for it, Tyler.
0: All right, I'll go for it. Uh, so in uh, 2011, <sighs> the my most probably most favorite thing, although my camper puck last year for my cousin was pretty good too. Uh, my nana got me a. Shane Doan jersey, the one I wanted so bad. That's all I wanted. That was literally the only thing on my list that year. Senior in high school, that was it. That's all I wanted. Just, I I got nothing else that year. I had my Christmas at my mom's house. Nothing. I was like, okay. I mean, I'm not disappointing, obviously. Still a good time, but you know, you want that one thing. Um, We go to her house, and she's like, well, I couldn't get a hold of the jersey, whatever. And I was like, oh, you know, it's okay. It's giving me a good day, whatever. Puts a bag next to me as we're wrapping up, you know, the gifts, you know, or unwrapping gifts, whatever. And I just take the first layer of paper off. I see that coyote head and i just shook with excitement i mean it was probably one of the best days of my life uh definitely one of the most prized possessions that's definitely the best i've ever uh, been given for sure (laughs) i haven't really given anybody a cool gift yet hopefully that changes in the future but all right chase you ready
2: yeah i'm gonna throw it all the way back and this is something i still have hanging in my closet uh, just doesn't fit me anymore because I was 11 years old at the time, but it goes back all the way to the year 2000. I got an authentic, uh, stitched Keith Kachuk jersey. Uh, parents bought that for me. Um, we got into Coyotes hockey the year that they moved here and started playing uh, and fell in love with the game, fell in love with the sport, obviously fell in love with the Coyotes. And, um, you know, my favorite player was Keith Kachuk, Big Walt. So um was so ecstatic when I got that jersey. I I wore that thing so much. I'm pretty sure there's some stains on it just from, you know, literally wearing it everywhere. I wore it to school, wore it rollerblading, played roller hockey in it. Anytime I'd go to the rink, um, you know, that's, that's the only thing I'd be wearing. So it definitely got put to good use crazy thing is that my wife actually fits in it still so she's teeny tiny but uh so whenever we go to games she rocks that jersey and uh, every time i see it man it just brings back so many memories of uh of a great childhood to you know experience in that in that sweater so that's definitely mine um as far as best coyotes gift that i've given i haven't really given many um i did last year give my wife for her birthday um one of the bench clears uh black kachina tank tops and a throwback coyotes uh uh hat so to go with it so um that's probably the best one that i've given um but uh other than that that's that's all i got on that but
1: yeah man love that big waltz sweater Ains, you good to go, or you need a moment?
4: No, I'm good. Um, the best Coyotes gift I've ever received, um, I've had a couple. Shane Doan jersey, first ever like Coyote jersey I can remember, not getting, but one of the first ones I remember wearing on a frequent basis was, with the name and number, was the Shane Doan jersey I got when I was real little. It was like, it, actually, I got it maybe like right going into high school, and it was like my favorite jersey in the world was last year they had those brick it was the sedona jersey with the three white stripes no on the bottom of the jersey but on the arms Had the single arizona state patch on the one side it had the old font c Done 19 in the back of it big old howling coyote head and that was that was a great one and last year for christmas getting my oel reverse retro minus knowing where oel is now that was a great gift at the time getting that just to be able to get that and rock that and be like, yeah, you know, it was cool kind of getting to brag and be like, I have it, mine. And that was a really fun gift. And I I mean, I've gotten so many great gifts. My girlfriend's give me Coyote's thing, but probably the best one I would ever say was just my first ever Coyote's jersey. Just knowing it was my favorite because it was really when I kind of had gotten into the team, I kind of realized who they were. And I kind of had developed a fanhood of them and realized this is a team I liked and I want to be a fan of was kind of the early stages of me realizing that I was a Coyotes fan. I wanted to be a Coyotes fan. So getting that first jersey when I was probably like, I want to say maybe around like seven or eight, maybe more six, seven, getting my first ever Coyotes jersey, black Kachina, uh, Coho, uh, logos pressed on and everything and all that. wasn't stitched on, it was pressed on. And then a couple years later, I got another version with the actual stitched on logo and I got a green howling peyote head jersey that same year. and yeah, I was just probably one of the best I remember and probably the, one of the best I've ever given in helping my girlfriend become a Coyotes fan in the last three and a half years of day her turned into the, one of the biggest hockey fans. Probably the best gift I've ever gotten her was I actually gave her uh, one of my original white Kachina Coyote jerseys I have that was a little bit bigger that had gone from one of my dad's friends and it fit her a little bit better and I gave it to her and she got to wear it the game against the Hurricanes earlier this year when we went. So that was a pretty cool experience getting to do that.
0: Randy, ready to tell us your Christmas story?
1: So first I have a funny story part of it. So every year, because I have, I have a really big family, so we don't bother getting gifts for everyone because it will just cost everyone too much money. So we drew names and my uncle got me. And me and my uncle, we we'll go to coyote games together pretty frequently. We go, we went to a lot of them when when I lived in Arizona. And he knew coyotes are my life. So he got me the coyotes bobblehead of the game we he went to. Which normally, under normal circumstances, I would absolutely love.
3: Except for the fact that two weeks earlier I went to that very game with him.
1: So, That's loved, awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> I love the I love the thought. I love the thought that he Thought of me with the coyote stuff hmm. but at least I was able to actually trade that in I think it was the old howler bottlehead I was able to trade that in actually for an Obiswan Kenobi when I was not able to go to that game so I'm very happy with that
0: it all worked uh, out in the end
1: but uh for coyotes related gifts both actually I have an NHL one and a coyotes one and both came last year actually so uh My brother drew me last year for Christmas and I had told everybody online, but I don't think I told anybody in person because we live out in Minnesota now. So I didn't think anybody would actually go out and get it for me, but I really wanted the throwback, the reverse retro beanie with the Gila monster on it. And I told everybody how much I wanted that. And my brother, despite me never telling him this was the beanie I wanted, got me that beanie. So that was pretty special. And then my parents got me a jersey. My favorite hockey player of all time is Yarmir Yager. And for years I had debated, which Yarmir Yager jersey will I buy? Will I buy a Penguins, etc., etc.? Well, they decided for me. They bought a Kladno Knights, which is his Czech team he owns and plays for. That's they awesome, Cladno Knights jersey, and it is my favorite non-Coyotes jersey. I love that thing. I will wear it anytime I can. Uh, it is easily my most loved cocky related gift.
4: Granny, if I'm not wrong, there I'm pretty sure. Um, I think that uh, if, if I think everybody that owns uh Cladno Knights uh jersey, I'm pretty sure owns part of the team with them. So I think you theoretically have like a, I think like a three percent stake in the team or something, so congratulations to that as well. No way, I did not know that. No, I I was joking. (laughs) I'm sorry. That was too good not to crack.
0: Yeah, I was like, man, 3%, that's a pretty large (laughs) stake for just buying a jersey. Holy crap. I mean,
4: theoretically, all love to Yager, but Yager literally cannot leave that team for the sole fact of if he leaves, everybody that's fan-wise will not go to those games and they'll lose out money. So, he kind of has to stay where he is and play there and all that. Just, it was too funny not to throw in the line of you know, you're in the jersey. You're, you're partial on the team. <laughs> you might get to play too. They might call you up. So, I if I, I were you, I just keep your phone near you. They might give you a call at some point this year. Okay. okay. Cladno calls me up. I'm in Cladno. There you <laughs> go. Hey, that's all I like to hear right there.
0: Uh, I somehow forgot to mention my Phil. I got a Phil Kessel reverse retro, the Fanatics branded one, but still, you I know, mean, still believe my mom really looked hard to get one of those. So I kind of forgot to mention that. That's a good one too.
1: And real quick. On these, I know everybody gets bummed when they talk about how they own a, jer- a player jersey and he's no longer on the team, mm-hmm. but I don't, I've never looked at it that way because you, you own the jersey and you think of the memories you had with that player. Um, with would their,
3: look
1: at it. um, I mean, me and my dad were just, we just spent 30 minutes the other day just reminiscing about. Old random coyote players like Frederick Sustrom, of all people. Um, Memories. It's what keeps your love of the team alive. And who cares if they're not anymore? Kessel's probably not on the team anymore, but you know what? You had some damn nice moments watching him.
3: Oh, for sure.
4: Yeah. OEL's not here, but. I still have that jersey to prove that he uh, once was on the team. So.
1: I mean, as good as Chickren is, there was a period OEL was just as good, if not better.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: So. I remember,
4: I remember early 2011 to 2014 OEL dominance so well. I remember that OEL, and I just, I, I wish it would have he would it would have been something we would see more often, and you know it didn't. And you know I don't throw any blame on him. He did the best he could in the short time, and the time that he was in Arizona. But I, man. I do. I remember those great moments of just of watching him play, and just it's just not to think
1: he was in he was incredible yeah. on a really bad team. Yeah, he was.
0: But anyways, I
1: was just throwing that out there because I know everybody talks about how oh this jersey, but he's no longer on the team, so how can I wear it?
0: That's We're a really good, good way to look out. at it, though. Really, that's a really good way to look at it. Actually, I like that a lot. That was one of my fears when you know, I started hearing the Phil Kessel rumors. I'm like, oh, man, he's looking at the team. But, no, that's a really good way of thinking about it. it of really course, is...
1: I say this as the proud owner of a Wojtek Wolski jersey. So- yeah, you own that. Yeah, <laughs> Wojtek
4: <Boy> Wolski,
2: <laughs> man, what a stud, dude. I, <laughs> if
4: I if could, could own a Chris Wolski jersey, you think <laughs> I wouldn't?
2: <laughs>
0: one day so- I'll no. find one. One day I'll get hold one. I
4: will find one. If you all find one, please, anybody that's listening to the episode, if you find one, send it to me. I. Literally, I, I have a blank check, blank cash, just sitting in a bank account right now, waiting. I will buy one if you can find me one. I what will wear that thing with pride anywhere.
3: What good is what? blank cash?
4: What? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what you good have is fake bank, bank notes? <laughs> Get that prop money. I got blank cash. And by blank cash, I mean I have blank amount in my bank account. I'm not going to mention how much is in my bank account. <laughs> I'm not going to say how much is in my bank account. I have Sounds like it's
0: blank. I got some donuts in there or something. <laughs> not,
4: not yeah, it's not blank. I got a un, I, un, not mentioned amount of money sitting in a bank account that I can drop on a jersey. So if anybody finds one, send it to my way, and I will buy we it. I want to edit this out
1: before the IRS hears it. Yeah. I know. They're oh, no, I'm going right to like, like, yeah, his
4: own grave. He's like, you got no money in there. Hurry, go in there. Yeah. Wake up tomorrow with like... <laughs> Police outside my house or something. It's going be great.
0: We're here, the IRS. We yeah. heard
4: you were talking about blank cash. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know. Explain. I'm gonna
4: wake Explain. up I'm gonna wake up to like 14 missed calls tomorrow and it's one of them's just like you think you're funny, you better answer right now. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus we're, Christ. We're, I don't know what I'm gonna do. We're here to speak to Haynes Evans, gonna, like tell him we're not joking around. I'm gonna be like, this is gonna be great. <laughs> we pick really weird stuff to just <laughs> pick on each other over
1: i know people probably listen to
4: these episodes and like no like, think funny why is he joking with him about that but we're all over here laughing about it so who cares yeah i mean we think it's funny that's all I'm, i mean we we get a good kick out of it. we're having fun with that and we need to have fun too yeah.
0: Why is there a white van outside my house? That's weird. Look <laughs> at <laughs> the, the window. I see this white van getting closer and closer. It's interesting.
4: <laughs> anyway. You guys just hear wires called just on the potty. You hear someone bust in my room, right? Like, like, hey, you're coming downtown. With us. You just hear my whole conversation. I'm muted. You guys just hear me on talking to the IRS over here in my room right now. i
0: been dying knowing you, too. I'm hiding. I'm pulling all of your records from the secretary's office. You did not now work for can. the trip and Yotes. Trip and Yotes don't work for you
4: hey come on we now! Do don't, start hey, don't start mentioning too much now they will hear us for sure
0: Well, oh, that band's getting closer boys i see it it's definitely not a pizza delivery guy either so
3: <laughs> this, is a,
0: this is a gated community so i don't know how he got in here in the first place but <laughs> all right boys if uh to keep the christmas spirit alive what would be something you'd want to receive as a gift from our beloved coyotes I think if I had to pick something, it'd be just, please make this pain worth it. That's all I ask. Please get a nice arena. Please get us some good draft picks. You don't have to have Shane Wright. We don't have to have Badar. Just give me something good. Please just, just make it to where we can talk shit in the next couple of years and how good we are. That's what I want. Give us an arena. Give us stability. That, that's that's what I want most in these Coyotes. And a good rest of the season. Give us as many good memories as you can. I know we're rebuilding, but the good memories are what makes it worth watching. That's what I want. What are you boys?
3: Me? I mm-hmm. want I want a first-line center in this
1: year's draft. I want something that the Coyotes have never had. Just give me a first-line center. Give me Wright. Give me Savoy. Give me uh, Logan Cooley. Give me Stavkovsky if he can play center. Just give me a first-line center. Give me a center that can produce and can, can help... With this team, just please, I beg of you. I just want to see this team take the next step. I want to see this team get better. And I want to see an, a fun offensive team. And the first step
3: is that first line center. So. Oh, also, don't you dare trade away Dylan
0: Gunther. God, oh, yeah. Please don't be a D backs. Please don't be a D backs. Holy crap. We have traded
1: away we have Dylan Gunther to clear Clayton Keller's contract. Because <laughs> you know that is a very D back thing to do. Oh, yeah. It,
2: yeah. 100%. The D backs can't even tank right, man. God. No. Dude. They can't do anything right except so for make food.
1: Ugh. Ugh. We're at the wrong thing
3: again
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. since tyler <laughs> named like eight things that he wants uh, and grandy named a couple i think i'm gonna <laughs> go with um oh, if wait. it's for this year i want an announcement on what our plans are for where we are playing next year
3: good uh, one
2: i would thoroughly appreciate that, that is a good one that is and mm-hmm to segue into uh, it doesn't have to be like some crazy drawn out plan but let me first of all let me get that announcement and then also with a loose plan of how long our new building is gonna take like let me see something tangible I want to see something in writing, some some more renderings and all that good stuff on where our future home is going to be. But I desperately, desperately want to know what the hell we are going to do for home games next year.
1: You know what? Any communication out of this ownership would be really nice. <laughs> we have gotten anything from ownership since... Uh, since the late payments thing not a peep something from them would be really nice right now um mine's more long term the first line center but honestly that communication oh uh, it would
3: just it would make everything feel so much better
4: agreed agreed um okay i guess i got the last word here um what do i want has not already been mentioned. Um I could go something corny. I could say I want Christopher Colanos like a one on one meet with Christopher Colanos just to fuel my 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 idle chances of just meeting him and asking what it was like to score on Patrick Wall. Don't understand why I keep bring up I this thing. it's funny. Um I just said I I, I really would like Bill Armstrong to do, but I'd really like to see him kind of solidify what he thinks is the core of this team for the future going forward. I, I know that a lot of us begin the season, we thought it was Keller, Chickren, and, and maybe one other guy after that. But with the teams listening to offers, listening that's the key word here for the people thinking that they're actively trying to move, they're listening to offers, they're gauging, they are with, willingly listening to offers, they're not gauging anything right now, they're listening. And I, I would just like to know who Bill Armstrong realistically looks out on the roster and goes, that's one of our future guys. He's non-touchable. He's with us to the future. I just would like to know who he thinks is a non-touchable on this team, who he thinks is a future guy on this team and all that. So I, I, I would just like to know that. And then I would just like to know – I would just like to know, kind of like you said, Chad, I would just like to know uh, the certainty of where we're playing beyond this year. I'm tired of the relocation rumors. I would love for those to be gone forever. I think as long as this team is around, they're never going to get at the end of relocation rumors just because fans have nothing better than to do when they talk about the Coyotes than using the excuse of, well, they should be in Houston. So I would love to see them finally have a set place where so they're playing and these relocation rumors to finally be over and we never have to deal with them again. And, but yeah, I, I would just kind of like to know who 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 is the critical key parts of this Coyotes team? Who are the guys that are getting looked at right now in the roster. And without doubt, Armstrong says, that's an untouchable, I don't care what I get for him, unless it was like Cindy Crosby or McDavid in return. Like, these are the guys that like, these are my Ryan Dyes. These are the guys I'll go to battle for. These are the guys that are completely untouchable no matter how bad we are every season and all that. I, I would just like to know who that is, just so I kind of have a better mindset of where he's kind of looking towards. Because right now, I thought at one point it was, nobody everybody's available except you know this this and this and and all that and everybody after this this and this is available and now i'm hearing that chicken who i thought was unavailable is available now i'm re-gauging who actually is up for grabs on this team and who's not and you know is keller a likely candidate to be got to this season so i would just like to know a little bit more of just the background of just like who this team is completely devoted to and isn't going to move and They're fully committed to being here, and
3: they want them here for the future. Those are really good. Those are really good. I'm I'm
0: satisfied with that. That was a good. So I have one more for you, boys, to keep the theme of the holidays alive. What is your New Year's resolution? As a fan, as a person, whatever. uh, This one's kind of more free, free form. Uh, You can, if you have a New Year's resolution, that is. I think I do. If you want me to go first, or Grandy, you can go first, whoever wants to go first.
3: No, go ahead, Tyler.
0: My resolution is to uh, really accomplish my goals. I know that sounds very vague, but I have a lot going on. Uh, Hopefully, in the beginning of next year, a lot of change for me. And it's just, uh, keep pressing on. I did a lot of growing this past year. Really proud of my growth. A lot of changes already this year. Um, But next year's going to be really crazy. So, as a fan, definitely... uh, Man, try to make it to where I can watch more games because this year I just I would happen to just be working. And same with Cardinals game; I haven't watched many Cardinals games either or Chelsea games because of my work schedule. So hopefully, beginning of next year, I can get some more time to watch some more
3: games. For me, um, in my personal life, continue
1: this journey I'm on, both weight loss, uh, personal relationships, both friendships and others wise and I don't know it hasn't really been sent on pod but I'm actually moving next week. I'm staying in Minnesota, but I am moving for cabin. So,
3: um but yeah, just continue this journey I've been on and go forward from there. Um for being for the like coyotes related, I have to say Honestly, my biggest thing would probably be turn off
1: my brain for a couple seconds and just enjoy. Because I'll, I'll make an example. That Winnipeg Jets game where we beat them, I took no enjoyments in that whatsoever. I didn't enjoy that win whatsoever, and I really should have. It's a win. But I was just looking at the long-term implications um, in the lottery race. I was looking at the fact that nobody that was truly important to our long-term future was really heavily involved in that game, aside from Veggie. Um, I just looked at it, and I tried to break it down too logically, and I need to s- not do so much of that and just... Be a fan and enjoy games more. Enjoy a game like that. It's a win. Um, I really need to work on that. Just take more enjoyment out of being a fan. What about you, boys?
2: Yeah, I'm along the same lines, Grandy. Um, I tend to be an overthinker in just about every aspect of my life. <laughs> I create problems that way um so definitely would like to scale that back a little bit um coyotes related though i just honestly um it's been a struggle watching games this year i mean i still catch them um and still try to pay as much attention as i can but um I think my resolution Coyotes related would be, I'd I'd like to pay a lot more attention to our minor league uh, teams and following along our prospects. Um, It's something that I've said that I'd want to do in the past and just can never seem to make enough time to do it. Uh, So I'd I'd like to somehow make that happen um, just so I can, you know, gain a little bit more knowledge of what we've got in the pipeline. Obviously I see highlights and stuff on Twitter. Grandy's excellent about posting that in our Coyotes group chats, Um, spicy deal, all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, I just kind of want to gain more knowledge as far as that goes. And even, you know, when it comes to drafting, just kind of, uh, you know, know more names than, than I do now uh, so that I can, you know, somewhat be able to kind of guess where people are going and all that good stuff. Uh, especially when we have so many freaking picks. I mean, I'm not saying that, that we're going to have all those. We, you know, might package those for other stuff. But uh, you know, there is. Uh, so it'd be kind of nice to, um, you know, at least have some sort of idea what we might be do, what what, what we might be doing, and where we're going to be doing it
3: at. So uh, that would be mine. All right, Haynes. all yours. Coyote's New Year's resolution for me. Um,
4: uh, well, a personal New Year's resolution for me would be: I kind of want to settle down in the next year. I want to. I want to get engaged. I want to. I know my girlfriend's going to hear this podcast and she's going to go over the moon because I tell her all the time. I want to get engaged. I want to get out of doing retail. I want to full time be doing something, whether that be writing about animal conservation, which I'm really passionate about, or if it's writing hockey full time. I want to be doing journalism full time as a living and this, uh, you know, this next upcoming year, and I'm I'm really pushing myself towards that, and I really hope I can accomplish it as a goal, and, you know, uh, a, a New Year's resolution I went for the Coyotes is, I just, I want this team to not lose hope, is my New Year's resolution going into this upcoming year. It, it's going to be rough the next few years, and I don't want the guys who are here to treat this as a place to, you know, come here and, you know, produce bare minimum and be okay with losing. I want these guys to come here and still be working their tails off like they're doing now. I don't want the guys like Chicken who may be here for the future, I don't want them to come here and just be, you know, bored with losing, get sick of, and eventually want to be out of here. I want these guys to, you know, to understand that it it's going to pay off in the end, and this team is in the right direction, and you know, I want them just to take this next year to really focus on enjoying hockey despite how bad it's going to get. I want them to enjoy playing. I want this team to really c- connect bonds with each other and all that, because they're going to lose some guys coming up soon. I really want them to be able to make bonds with each other and make that brotherhood connection that we've been seeing more recently. So I just want to see – I just want to see the Coyotes kind of just embrace still playing as a team, still having fun. I know there's so many guys. Ryan O'Reilly, for example, is a guy who said he lost his love for the game. Paul Maurice just recently talked about his lost his love for coaching with COVID and, you know, everything going with him mental health-wise. And I just – I don't want the Coyotes to lose hope or just give up on themselves because it's just – it's not worth it just with how bad that went. I want this team to still – you know, I want this team to still be, you know, happy to come to games. I still want this team to, you know, come out and be, you know, firing it all in. So I we just have to see what happens here. I hope that's the case. I'm, and, you know, I'm not just saying this. I hope this team really does embrace – not losing, but embraces that it's going to get better before it gets, it's going to get better before, or it's going to get worse before it gets better, but it's going to get better in the long run. And it's going to hopefully turn them into a team that's going to be dominant for years to come.
0: They're all pretty good boys. Uh, Really good on that. And I hope so too. I hope all of our um, religions come true, especially your Cardi's ones. I really want to see this team, like you said, I'd love to see them have that fight and become the team we all in our hearts (laughs) believe they can be. So With that, boys, I have one last question of the week for the year. Are you guys ready? Yes. This is it. You survived my questions of the week thus far. This one's an easy one, a fun one. Took it easy on you, boys, because next year I'm going to crank them up a little bit. So (laughs) the question of the week this week, boys. If you could have a
3: Coyotes organization, person, member, team, player, whatever, be on this show. Who would it be?
0: Bill Armstrong. I want to go first. Bill Armstrong. Uh, that's, that's a good one. Oh, Sorry. That's good. No, Sorry. No, that was good. No, you're okay. good. That's a, that was, yeah, you're good.
1: Uh, my dream is to be a scout. He came up through the scouting world. Um, there's so many reasons for me it would be Bill Armstrong, just to get the chance to talk to this man. I love listening to him. He has such a wealth of knowledge. Um, the stuff he knows, the stuff he does, the way he's running this team – I just I would love to spend 30 minutes to sit down and talk to him on air, off air, whatever. Uh he the guy is my right now, probably my living legend. So um doing everything I wish I could be doing. But yeah, it's definitely Bill Armstrong. Sorry, Tyler. I had to get that out there because I had to get invited.
3: No, you're you, fine. Oh, no, you're good, you, you're good.
0: <laughs> Mine would just be Shane Doan. I mean, obviously. I mean, he's my absolute hero, absolute icon. I try and just, I mean, I look up to him so much, his leadership ability, the way he just conducts himself as a human being. Absolutely just I wore number 19 in college because of him. And just that'd be a dream. I I honestly could die happy interviewing him. Getting to interview and talk with him about hockey would just be be peak living. Honestly, what about you boys?
2: I'm going to go with my spirit animal. Paul Bissonette oh, no. is such SDT there player, you dude. I just need, I need to spend some time with that dude, man. I need to pick his brain. Um, you know, he's made big moves obviously, uh, since his playing career has been over, uh everything from Chiclets uh to doing his little docu series, uh, doing BC with Biz. Um, and then, you know, obviously um landing the gig on TNT, which i mean i freaking love watching it too there's such a good dynamic there and i I wasn't sure exactly how all those personalities were gonna mesh together but i mean it's amazing and it just he's very he seems creative um and obviously the dude likes to have a good time i love having a good time and uh you know i just think it'd be lots of fun um so that would be that would be mine
4: i'm always last here um if I had to pick someone. I would um, I'm I'm gonna take Clayton Kettler, not just because he's my favorite guy, but I would really love to kind of pick his brain, kind of like you were saying, Chase. But with the whole just kind of being an underdog, I feel like he's always had to live to constant pressure. Especially, I feel like now he lives with it from fans. You know, people saying he's not into his contract, he needs to be moved, he needs to be gone. I I would love to pick his brain, just knowing what it's like to be in that situation. I feel like I've a lot of times in my life felt like I'd been an underdog or been cast out from people or put aside and doubted because of my abilities, whether it be because of height or whatever the case may be. And I, I would love to know just kind of what, how he deals with adversity like that and how he's been able to overcome adversity in his life. And I just think him being a small guy, me being a small guy, we would both kind of understand each other and play off one another. So I would really just love to kind of, you know, get to know him more as a guy off the ice. I know, he he seems like a really fun guy off the ice. I'd love to just get to know him and get to pick his brain about things and get to know his side of sports and all that. So, yeah, that, that'd that be my area. I just kind of want to know more about the guy and just kind of know more about what he deals with and maybe get a mutual understanding with him because I feel like I've gone through a lot of that in my life as well.
0: All good picks, boys. All good picks. That was a, that was a good one. I thought it'd be a good question to end the uh, year on. Um, so, and yeah, let's yeah,
1: if that, any of our picks are listening, this is an open invitation. Absolutely. To uh, in, or to feel free to DM any one of us or the podcast Twitter account itself, and we will do whatever it takes to get any of you on here. This is a desperate plea to get you guys on here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend we would. All die to have any one of those four on here. So, oh, yeah. If by the off chance you're listening and you want to make four huge Coyote fans days, yeah,
0: come on. Yeah, we are. We're definitely a launching pad, you know.
4: All four of those people. guys are role models for me in every single way. So, and the same with y'all. All four of those guys are role models to us and all. And in, in any certain types of way, in every certain type of way, they're. In one way or another, they're all role model stuff. So to be able to talk to, even just like to be able to say hi to Shane Doan would be one thing for me. For a guy who, it, it, literally, I wouldn't be in hockey and I wouldn't be playing this day if it wasn't for seeing Shane Doan and Arizona on TV and seeing guys like Clay Conner. Understand the generation of shifting from you know physical to more small and speed and skill and all that. And I mean, every single one of those guys. I mean, I just it would be a, a true honor to meet one of those guys, shake hands with them, just thank them for what they did for being in their zone now to playing their zone for, and just what they've done for the game.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Any four of them would just be fantastic.
3: Absolutely. Um, I mean,
1: answers. Real, there's so many more people we could list to you. I mean, all of your guys' answers, I could gush about just as much as I gushed about Bill Armstrong meeting and talking to him. Um, we love the game of hockey, and in particular, we love the Coyotes. It's why we do this
3: hour-long podcast for fun.
0: Passion project for sure. Yes. Definitely. Favorite part of the week? Besides payday oh, definitely. week.
3: <laughs> I'm still waiting for that
4: paycheck. I don't think it's come through for me. Uh, I got oh, my yeah. So you, came in,
0: so... you came in too late, so actually you might get paid yes. next year, but we'll see.
4: Uh, okay. <laughs>
0: Your Came fourth. in too
4: late into the pay year.
0: Yep, too late in the fiscal year. <laughs> You're an intern. I've never heard
4: of being paid yearly. That's that's kind of weird. I've never heard. i never heard of a job being paid once a year. So, but well,
0: this might, is the best I might be I might, get nice to, I might
4: get in touch with someone, and you know, I might defog and play to agent or something. Like
0: oh sure, go ahead. Call them up.
4: <laughs> it's Call just going to be you and the other line. telling me to hold.
0: Me? No, we have we have staff. Don't worry. I've made sure to hire the utmost
4: going to tell me to hold.
0: <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it's it's a holiday break.
1: Yeah, we need we need the guy that's not afraid to be a jackass man in the lines.
0: Oh man. Oh jeez, boys. Well funny. we ready to wrap this up for the year, boys? It's been a great year for this podcast for sure. It has. It's been a
1: rough year on the ice, but it's been a great year talking hockey with the boys. It's been
4: great having hands on. Um, yes, I appreciate um, y'all bringing me on here. I, that's like one of the biggest things, too. I forgot to mention on my not really resolutions. What I'm just thankful for is I thankful for y'all bringing me on and letting me come on here and ramble and run my mouth and you know and try to it, talk some of my hockey knowledge and just get to talk about the sport. I mean, y'all really, if none of this be, wouldn't be possible, if it wasn't for you guys giving me the shot to. Really, you all gave me my first big break to actually kind of talk about hockey. Despite writing already, you all gave me my first real chance to verbally talk about hockey on a broader spectrum. So I, I really do appreciate you all, and I want to be with you all for as long as possible, and I'm looking forward to next year and just growing and getting bigger and better.
3: Absolutely.
1: Yep. And I look forward And um, I I just want to finish – sorry, Chase. I just want to finish my thoughts here. Um. But yeah, it's been great having you on, Haynes. And for all three of you guys, I consider you more than just podcast mates. I think we're all friends. We all sit on beforehand and bullshit. We all sit on afterwards and bullshit. This isn't just three guys who do this because we're stuck with each other. We're or four guys. We're four guys who do this because we all have fun with each other. And I mean that about each and every one of you. It's truly a bummer if one of you guys misses a week. I. It's not as much fun. Um, any of you. So I really look forward to this every week. Thank you, boys. It's been a great year. It's been a great podcast and I look forward to doing this for hopefully a long time to come. Thank you, boys.
2: Yeah, I, I echo that sentiment. Grandy, uh, definitely best of friends in, in my book. Um, i would even kind of, uh, kind of go along the lines of it's feeling pretty brotherly at this point. Um, you know, just, from the constant communication that we have on a daily basis to the constant razzing and nagging and just poking and taking shots, dude, it doesn't have to be call out Wednesday to catch some of these barbs flying across the waves. So, um, it's definitely a blast. Um, I enjoy it. It is definitely one of the highlights of my week doing the podcast with you all. Um, and that also goes out for the listeners. We, we appreciate you guys. We, we see the numbers that, you know, are are pulling in and everything like that. And that's, um, you know, why we continue to do this. Um, we couldn't, we wouldn't be doing it or, you know, growing at how, how far we've come without you guys. So, huge thank you and huge thank you to my brothers for doing this with me. This was all just a pipe dream not very long ago, just, uh, just a bullshit comment in a hockey chat. And uh, here we are. So, uh, excited to see where we can take this thing and uh you know I'll I'll always be down to do it and I, I love it love watching hockey love talking hockey with you boys and can't wait to see what comes next
0: Absolutely and uh again as you've all said thank you boys uh we went from a like chase said some little comment on a hockey chat to an absolute media empire so I'm uh very happy about that I look forward to next year we've a lot of things planned hopefully we get them out there a couple of changes coming up like I said in the beginning of the year but we're going to you know, sail right through it, and I'll uh, give you guys the best content we can. Um, from all of us here, uh, I think it's safe to say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to all of you. Hope you all have travel safe, have fun with your families, uh, and hope that we get to see some hockey before the year's end. Um, from all of us here at the Chirpin' Yotes, have a good one. We'll see you next year. Chirpin' Yotes. Chirpin' Yotes. Chirpin Yotes. Legally, TM'd, trademarked.
3: Yotes. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Yotes, Merry Christmas. <laughs>